Heaven, hi. Hello. Welcome to Rum Doings. Um, after this ridiculous interruption, which is completely entirely Nick's fault to to John's indolence, travelling around the world and never ever ever being online anymore. Can you imagine? One of your closest, bestest IM buddies just suddenly disappearing off your IM list and never, ever being there. Or indeed, turning up once every three weeks and then not replying when you sent him an amazing link. That sounds like the beginning of a Stephen King novel. And in the end, it ends up being because he's uh, working for the devil now. Because he's horrid and rude and mean. <laughs> so how have you been these last few millennia? You know, tired. You do sound quite listless. We're together in bodily, the same room. in bodily flesh. I really is... felt like I should say hello. Yeah, like the oldest. Than heaven high. Exactly. So, so you you got you got the sciatica. Uh, it's not, it's, the more you think about it, the more you, the worse it gets. It's like a little. It's like a a, a little kind of cigar cleaner. You don't clean cigars. A pipe cleaner wire <laughs> going through your bum and pulling, right, yes. tugging at you. It feels a little. It's a combination of pain, being tickled on the inside, and being violated. <laughs> yes. It really is something sort of anal violation about it that's deeply un- unsettling, and it's actually up- it's upsetting in a way that other pains aren't. Yes, it's, it, it, and I'm sure some fetishists would do anything to have it, but sadly, you have been given this gift and don't know what to do with it. I know, isn't that tragedy? That, that's the true tragedy. It's the waste. Yeah, so do you uh, think the listeners noticing how much weight I've lost since last we spoke? No, your face looks a lot better. It looks like a hideous t- bloated bull. Do you know? I know there's a lot of tummy right here. No, right? I can see there's less of it. There I mean, is. Secret. I mean, obviously there's still too much. Far but, too much. Far too much. But it's it not used to be out here. Yeah, it was out there. And also, it used to kind of do this really. It's like the beach balls deflating now. The first time, because of course you don't really notice yourself lose weight other than the scales because you you see yourself every day. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I really noticed something had happened was when I was sat. Um, in a comfy armchair reading a book and I realised I couldn't I didn't the book didn't sit in the same useful position <laughs> that it used to damn it bring me the back exactly, so yeah. I can grow back my That's book right. support mechanism exactly and that was straight that was the first time I was like oh something has actually changed around me so that's good then yesterday I shaved and cut my hair, had my hair cut, didn't cut my hair, yeah, yeah, and that's lost about a pound, a stone. Doing yeah, no, that, that's very good well, why do you not you personally but why does one mm-hmm. weigh mm-hmm significantly more mm-hmm. before bed than after bed. I would have thought because of water. I think weighs, I'm not weighing it a hundred times. Whereas I'm not weighing. Like I weighed the other day, I, t- I weighed myself before bed and after bed, see, mm-hmm. and it was f- a full three pounds different. No, they should, I think your scales. No, they're different. really, they're brand new proper scales. No. I, was, it, I dramatically lose, did you fluctuate. Make, did you make a wee? I'm sure I made yeah, a wee or making a wee. I tend to wee. I mean, before bed and then once if you in think about because I'm f- nearly 40 yeah of course when you burn fat though you are expelling water and you're burning and of course you're breathing out fat <laughs> you are think about it think about respiration I suppose on the air though, all those little carbon atoms are flowing out of you as carbon dioxide what do you think where do you think those have come from they haven't come from. They haven't come from uh, from Jesus injecting one in each of you. But I don't think you would uh, breathe out three pounds of carbon dioxide no, I don't every think night. So either, it's but... water. You're probably massively dehydrated, and uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it is annoying having to go go. It is annoying having to go to the loo, though, isn't it? Well, now you must be forty. Right? But yeah, when but... did you turn forty? I I need the loo now. Let's just yeah. I'm forty in three months, and Good. yeah. It's not a night I don't wake up at some point for a wee now, really. 
But isn't that ridiculous? Oh, it's just awful. Now, we've, we've discussed before how actually the necessity to urinate needs to be dealt with. Yes. Um, and the only solution they've come up with is <laughs> a, uh, is a little, is, oh, a little oh. bag. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I think that's inelegant. I think in these days of, of apps and studios, there should be a more elegant way of dealing <laughs> with the necessity of urination. Uh, I'm not quite sure what one would do, but some sort of ultrasound that just vibrates all the water molecules out through the wall of your bladder or something and into the air. Just Wi-Fi it out of your bladder into the toilet. It is one of the most annoying things about it. I want wireless wee-wee. If you're not ill and you're not upset about anything, it is one of the most annoying things about life, isn't it? Urination. Can you think of anything more quotidianly annoying? When I'm trying to write and it's like, uh, I'm in mid-flow and then I suddenly have to go and be in mid-flow. Yes, I, it's very frustrating. I, I find it more frustrating on aeroplanes. I've mentioned it before. Oh, it's just, that's just it's untenable. And as I said, I'm sure people think that I'm trying to hijack the plane and put it together with a bomb or something. <laughs> and Toby's potty trained now. Is he so actually potty trained? Yeah, so he's not. He's still wearing a nappy at night time mm. um, because he hasn't quite got. He doesn't know when he needs to wee in his sleep yet. I don't know how it's suddenly when he's suddenly going to dawn. It's going to dawn on him, but apparently <laughs> it was kick in in the next year yeah. or so. Anyway, he took to potty training like a... Um, like a child to potty training. Like a child to potty training. He, wow. did, he did in a week. We went from a week from um, uh, nappies to barely any accidents. Very good. So this is episode 241, by the way. And the topic today is oh, nur- yes. nurse, nurse, where am I? I need my medication. <laughs> yes, which just right. seems about, about, about appropriate. Um, John is in London today. Anyway, I was making an important point. Yeah, well, I think we were bored with your point. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, when we last spoke, I think Theresa May had had a sh- little shock. Yes, we did a post-election special, and then we've, we've, and, we've and been incommunicado ever since. Yes, and now we've come out of Perda, and we're here <laughs> to tell you what the solution is. What is the solution? The solution is blow everything up with giant nuclear bombs. Well, it sounds like we've we'll seen the light. We'll be coming close close to doing that soon. Well, exactly, and then I just looked at one of the news headlines just before we started recording, mm-hmm. and it said... Um, you know, fascist rally ends in violence. In like, oh my goodness, what's America? What are you doing? It was literally fine. Nazis in the streets, sea piling. It's fine. En masse. Uh, yeah, but it, it was it was it was the people who actually drove into them that caused the violence. They drove trucks into them. So Did you, they? Yes. So you see, it's it's the liberals who are really the murderers yeah, in their suits and and, and caftans. Don't you remember though that we were we were all told. Um, oh, turn your phone down. Well, put your damn phone down I'm for a start. I'm getting the headline out. Oh, I give up with this bloody podcast. Violence erupts over US far-right rally. But, you know, we learn you know, how to punch Nazis, aren't you? It's ridiculous. No, I, I think this. I think that the current mores of firing people from Google for writing an essay or punching I, Nazis is incorrect. It, I, that's not, that is I, not liberalism. I want to argue that there's a teensy difference between firing someone for having opinions you don't agree with, which... Is I agree shouldn't have happened, and actual literal Nazis having a Nazi rally. <laughs> I don't mind. Different. I don't mind. I, don't, I think if someone is a literal Nazi, you should be allowed to fire them. I think someone having really retrograde and stupid and redundant opinions on. Well, if on, you're literally on, a Nazi, but but frankly, if you go in a Nazi rally, you should be allowed to have your Nazi rally, and you shouldn't be driven into. That's fine. I I, I don't. I think I agree. You shouldn't be driven into, but I think there's enough evidence that. Look, not that endorsing or encouraging Nazism doesn't end well. I'm all for Nazi rallies. I know you because are. because basically there's nothing better than to put people off Nazis than to allow them to parade about. It, look at what happened with the uh, 
the, the BMP and so on. You give them an inch and they'll 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 take a millimeter. But they are um they're, they're horrid and they are they're well they're certainly feeling very emboldened, aren't they? What with a uh, Pepe president and not really, no. I think you're well, exaggerating. I don't, I don't think they were having such it's a tiny rally. Come on, we're what? Well, with Obama in the White House, you think they didn't have anything to provoke them? Really, really. Come they, on. But no, they were still, Come on. Selection so why, bias. Why are they less cowardly, Selection. There's not less. You're reading stuff in the news. Selection no. bias is terrible. Stop being, oh, I read in the news today. Look what is things happening. I'm where there were fields and not Nazis <laughs> in those fields. Oh. And he used to be able to buy a flake 99 for 99p. Don't you agree that fields are nicer without Nazis? Wouldn't you agree with that? I think the Nuremberg rally was quite well orchestrated <laughs> and the, the costumes were quite spiffy and Riefenstahl certainly knew how to make a film. Oh, gosh. She did. There's something to be said for Nazis. <laughs> it's just a pity. They, they took it a bit far, didn't and they? And they're going to play this episode to your grandmother. Yeah. The Nazis took it a bit... <laughs> they, yeah. they, they just carried away. They, they just went... They went a bit doolally at the end. That's what they used to say about Margaret Thatcher. Oh, she did a right thing with the union. <laughs> okay, she went a bit far in the end, but... <laughs> It's the same thing. Everybody will. So, uh, to, so it's, it's interesting. But I agree with you about the Google man. Yeah, he's, that was just he's ridiculous. Obvious, he's obviously uh, an idiot. I don't know. I've not, read his, I've not read his essay yet. I, I, from what I, the excerpts I've heard, I think it's just quite widespread kind of I read of, like a third of it and it was particular. it was, it was, it was that awful. Do you know when you get um, the person on the forum who, the, the, the super idiot on the forum who replies in really good English, mm-hmm. but it's sort of, over rehearsed good English. It was that sort mm-hmm. of the guy could write, but it felt laboured. And he was anyway. His arguments were very poor. Was he good at his job? That, you see, that's the point. Was he good at his job? Because everyone's works with a dickhead. Well, of course, everyone is like. And most of the time, they're the boss. Yeah, don't. Oh, for goodness' sake, don't go for coffee with Steve. Steve's such a knob. You don't go right. Well, let's have Steve fired then. That's not the response. No. You just all know that Steve's a knob. That's it. Or. You argue with Steve or whatever, but I think that this is a retrograde, stupid step, and any of our listener who defends it needs to stop listening now. Not that we have any listener anymore, because that's true. Well, that's what have you? We haven't recorded for six weeks. We have one complaint. Yes. So did really? you? Well, I wish you would look how many people listened. Nick hasn't looked how many people listened to this for about three years. I can't be bothered. You can't be bothered. It would take you just to regret yeah. the archives, as I believe. Put down your telephone. I'm just thinking Laura's okay. She's Laura's fine. She's a grown she woman. You're treating her as if she's a she delicate. Oh, my two-year-old sleep is extremely delicate, and you're shouting. Oh, for God's honest. sake! Treating it as if it's Shut up shouting, tiptoeing, Stop. tiptoeing Stop. gently over the house is not the way to get your two-year-old to sleep. You need it's, to make him happy to be able to sleep through sounds. He can sleep through sounds once he's asleep, but he is like you or I. He is terrible at going to sleep. Why? Because he once knows he's that asleep, it's a waste of time. You can put a marching time. band through the house, but it's yes, exactly. He very much understands that play is far superior to sleep, which it is. Yes. I, I don't argue with him about this. It's 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 interesting when he says, "But I don't want to go to bed. I, I want agree. to play." And I say, "Yeah, I know. Me too, Toby. I don't like actually, play. actually but you ha- you kind of have to." Actually, do it. it isn't it isn't urination. It's, oh, sleep. it's sleep. Oh, sleep's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sleep's at the top top of the list of normal things well, you then do that's that are unacceptable. Having the awful sleep that we have to have interrupted by a wee you don't want. <laughs> the awful sleep we have to have interrupted by the wee we don't want. That's life. <laughs> anyway, oh. yes. Oh, so oh, like, I can't even now. Can't get. Oh, I woke up at five thirty this morning, and that was it. Because the stupid sciatica is so miserable. Do you do you think that uh, 
it's surprising that Teresa's still in and she seems to be doing fine because you would have initially yes. predicted. Oh no, I don't. I, 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 I did. Unfortunately. Oh no, the first interruption has occurred. Ugh, it's Laura. Um, yeah, I oh, did. We can scream as loudly as we want to then because that means Toby's asleep. That's true. Um, I. Oh no, I did. What was I saying? See, it's all gone wrong already. Your, your the moment you have the man at Google was right. The moment you have a woman in the workplace, everything falls apart. Oh, it's vile. Yeah. No, mm. we were saying about. Excuse me. How many chromosomes do you have? What? How many chromosomes do you have? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> and how many of them are are uh, XX or XY or XY or YY? Exactly. What? <laughs> we just need to confirm your status as a human female individual before we kick you out of our treehouse. That's right. Oh, I'll get rid of slimy girls. Tre- oh, yeah. <laughs> he just embraced your role. That's beautiful. That's the way they should. Uh, so, couldn't you need to bed? But if you can't whisper on a podcast, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> still, it's still there. I can't believe this is the worst <laughs> recording ever. Paintings at the very top of your wall, like right up by your. Because they're embarrassed by them, they have to look at them. They're pretending they want to have these African paintings That's up because they're from South Africa. Because Nick's from South Africa. Is that your phone? No. <laughs> this is what is making that noise? I'm going to press stop. This is ridiculous. Nick, cancel podcast. I am. I'm actually going to press stop. There's not. What working. is making? There you go. You oh, see, it's fine. Okay. It's just on a different track. I see. Yes. Fair enough. Then. You're going to have to edit that out. No, that's perfect. That's how the listener wants it. <laughs> yes. Nick said that I'm being listeners. I'd be really funny. I think the listener will contact us and tell us. That I think they will decide that... I'm calm. It really wasn't worth staying up late to hear the broadcast of this particular episode <laughs> of Blue Rum Doings. I feel uh, like I was going to say something really good right before Laura walked in, though. Oh, uh, interrupted. Uh, uh, what do you think of gravy boats? Um, I don't understand the need when the measuring jug did the job. Well, that's that's my point. It's uh, all these little con- condiment servers and things yeah. like that. It, it betokens something unnecessary about our species, I think. Um, there was a little cream jug that I saw as well at uh, pottery. And I thought, that's really not required. A tiny little one, which wouldn't yeah. have enough cream anyway. And gravy boats and all these little things. Um, they, they have the whiff of Brexit about it to me. I Here's think. the other problem with the gravy boat. Surface mm. area. Mm. Huge amount of surface area to depth, so you're going to have cold gravy and a skin. That's poor. That's very poor. And a gravy skin. They should, uh, yes, measuring jugs with a bit of tin fall over the top. That's what you mm. need. I think so. Anyway, we were talking about Teresa. Do you think that? Oh, yes. Are you surprised she's still around? You yes, wouldn't have predicted that was it. I did. Well done. I did predict it at the time because everyone was saying, "Oh, that's it. She's done for now. She won't last." So I just, and I, I just thought that's no, not the way things work, is it's it? Not anymore because Corbyn is useless. Everyone was like, "Oh, maybe he's not useless." Yes, no, no, he is completely useless. useless. Yeah, he's just going to sit there and do nothing. He's not going to take the opportunity to become the leader because you know, like you know, I won the election, no. uh, even though I got fewer votes than the yeah. other opponents. No, he's just leading. Bre- no, no, he's just leading UKIP. It's like he's and May was just obviously just going to sit still long enough and everything would everyone just okay. go oh yeah uh, summer's fine now yeah, whatever what yeah exactly of course it was going to happen I totally predicted this and and that's it now you know if anyone goes back and listens to an old episode I probably said the opposite but I do remember <laughs> thinking no I think everyone's just going to accept the norm that's what we do here on. isn't it I know that the backbenchers are plotting still but <laughs> ineffective uh, I mean what is interesting though is I think a lot of Tories uh and business Tories in particular are realising that Brexit is going to be a far worse That's more it. interesting. I think the idea that there might, that, you know, there's rumblings about a new anti-Brexit party is interesting. 
Uh-huh. What would happen if a new prime minister were elected and his speech was, this is a parliamentary sovereign country and we in parliament have decided that we do not wish to have Brexit. We are asking the European Union to I think there back. will be a lot of articles and a lot of people phoning into talk radio And there'll be some marching. Talking about how they'll be rioting in the streets. Yes, and then there'll be and like then, a then, few people... And then like, eventually everyone will go, oh, I guess that's how it is now. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. And you can do that because we don't have a, an, an actual constitution or anything. That would be so easy and... It just—it's just got to take a, a, a crisis or two. Well, we were saying world. before about Toby saying I don't want to go to bed, and I'm saying yes, I agree, I don't want to go to bed either. But you need to do it. This is the same thing. We need a government. We need our mummy and daddy to say you wanted to go to Brexit, <laughs> but it's just not a good idea. It's not. A, I'm it's sorry, not I said that you could. Yes. but you know, I'll get you an ice cream tomorrow exactly. instead. It's not going to work out very well for you. You—you you are going to hurt yourself, and yeah. I'm not going to let you do that because yeah. I'm your mum. Yeah, that's what we need. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, it's like people are realizing, oh my goodness, actually this is not going to work. It's just not going to work at all. Uh, no, that's right. It's just not going to work. There's every time a little, they pull a little thread and like this whole huge tapestry unravels. And no, and it's probably I summed it up quite nicely in one of the little number crunching boxes with the three hundred fifty million amount they said that NHS would get every week. Zero, the amount the NHS will be getting every week as a result of Brexit. Mm. Um, zero, the amount Boris Johnson said they should pay for the divorce, 35 billion. <laughs> the amount they're probably going to pay. So yeah, there you go. There's exactly. everything you need to know. And I do wonder, I would be very interested to know, if if you did a poll of people who voted Brexit, for, for, for I hate that that word's just become the yeah. word. Um, people who voted to... I to put leave. up with blog, you can put up with Brexit. Oh, no, I can't. People who voted to leave yeah. um, and said, you know, now you know that the NHS isn't going to get an extra penny as yeah. a result of leaving. Would you change or, vote? Or, or worse. Whether, whether it, how big of a swing to the result it would have made. Yeah, I wonder, because remember, it wouldn't have had to have been a huge swing. And something else that somebody made, if, if we wait for two years, two or three years, enough old people will die. Yes. That it will be, that'll knock the margin off anyway. Yeah, so if only old people would die sooner. Well, no, but they said, I think they said that if we waited three or four years, which is what it'll take, uh, and you did another referendum, if if nothing changed in public opinion, it would knock that one or two percent off anyway. There is a nice cartoon in the current private eye about that, about the parents saying, oh, we've left this one for you to the the bill (laughs) for for Brexit to the kids. Thanks. Thanks, Gran. The, the, The worst thing about Brexit is not the actual Brexit, but it's the huge reputational damage that it's done to the notion of Britain abroad. We knew oh, it was a bit of a rubbish Britain. island, yes. but we could pretend that yes. we were quite smug when we were abroad. We did have an empire. Yeah. Quite and you could also pretend, oh, look, you know, we're actually quite sensible compared to you Second Amendment gun yeah. shoots or, yeah. or, the, or the silly frogs always writing. No, now we are an embarrassment and we're known to be an unstable embarrassment without any of the Latin flair or the American hoo-ha. So... You know, that's that's the worst. And, and and it's settling into the rest of the world now that actually we're a bit unstable and banally unstable, not even exciting. Yeah, exactly, we're, we're not yes. a bunch of uh, Mexicans running around in our uh, sombreros. <laughs> or Firing guns into the air. Exactly, we're not doing that. We're just this kind of list, listless bunch Nothing of whiners uh, uh, who, who are shooting ourselves in the foot without even having any guns or we sombreros. We are human cabbage soup. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, the bone broth 
Bone broth. You don't like bone broth. Do I just you? don't like the words. <laughs> I'm sure it might taste delicious. Right, you don't like, just, well, I'm afraid it's it's mortality. Too, there it's are just bones. Too depressing a term, bone broth. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've noticed, not talking of which, is yes. how, and I, this sounds like I'm being lazy, but I'm really not, how similar Corbin and Trump are. No, very, very much so. They're very really sim- peculiarly similar. They are. They have very similar thin skin. Yeah, very absolutely. Very similar shallow appreciation of the world and complexities in it, and desires to uh, ignore those complexities and that nuance. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they both are successful in rallies in front of audiences of who are already already believers. Yes, and completely complete failures. And don't give me the last election as proof that he's a success. No, because he lost. No, any decent, uh, frankly, any banal Labour leader would have won that last election. Yes, exactly. So, uh, the, the, I, I, I do not like what's being rewritten that he was a success. And look at him now, refusing. Well, the Venezuela yeah, thing. I mean, oh. it, it, it's so easy for him. Just, he, all he has to do is say. And it's, it, it, I guess he's thinking. John, he said all lives matter, though. That's, yes, that's all right. right yeah. I guess he's thinking, if I say, okay, yes, Mr. Venezuela is a baddie, then the people go, ah, but you said uh, five years ago that you thought he was the greatest. And then, you know, no politician ever wants to have to say No, because what he should say is... But he can just what say, you, okay, I was wrong. Or, he could, wrong. or he could say, um, there was a great hope, yeah. but unfortunately that hope has been trampled. Exactly. And the uh, whilst I had some misgivings, I didn't uh, express them publicly because I was hoping that my support, etc. But now I can see that the worst aspects of that regime have become prominent. And all the best aspects have been trampled. So I said, on so th- easy to do that, though. That's the point. It's so rhetorically easy to do. I said on Twitter that his uh, that his at this point his supporters. I, I don't. The truth is, I actually don't think he believes it. I think he still supports this guy. Yes, I. But I yeah. agree. That's my point. Is it? Of course, he does because that's the same way he still supports Hamas and Hezbollah. Exactly, and, so and he yeah. supports Iran. Yeah. Supports you know, and he's yeah. He there's there's no ambiguity. He's, he was a huge fan of. Um, Oh, yeah, my brain stopped. Doesn't matter. But anyway, he, mm. yes, he it's despotic, so-called socialist regimes gives men like always, him hard ons. Exactly, always hard ons. So, but so I say with I, George Galloway, oh, he loves uh, a good strong man. Yeah. So I said on Twitter um, that you know Corbyn supporters reveal their true selves when they refuse to. At the point of which he's not he's not willing to condemn the mm. Venezuelan government, at that point, when they still endorse him, that they reveal their true selves. Mm. And someone replied saying, but they don't they know, don't know the details of what's going on in Venezuela to have that opinion. And I, my reply was, yes, but they seem to be extraordinarily well-informed on Israel. Oh, God. Yeah, they, and you, opened, you opened that tin, did you? <laughs> I just got... I, was, I, I think the, the reply was stew, so the reply was your mum's remarkably well-informed or something. <laughs> but, yeah, it, but that's my point. It's like, yes, people say, oh, they don't understand the complexity of a situation like Venezuela and they heard mm. about... Um, Chavez and how you know these yeah. what, what wacky kooky character he was and mm. blah, blah, didn't really understand that he was actually controlling yeah. the, the, taking over the courts and really yeah. frightening things like that but um, do you remember the, do you, you know that The Bugle the podcast you don't like I, I they don't, were yeah. excellent at going after Chavez they were when everyone all the lefties were you know oh, really? he's our he's well our, I, he's I knew that Chavez was a problem because he started uh, promoting some uh, quite anti-Semitic people and policies mm-hmm. and I knew at that point okay he's playing that Deep game I know I know what he's he's on about of course for Corbyn and a lot, that was a plus. Exactly, yeah, that's the bonus. Hardly, yeah. The other thing, but that he was also a conspiracy theorist, and oh, yeah. <laughs> so and there's stuff like that. Maybe a warning sign. Yeah. But yes, uh, so that's my yes. But, that, but you, you made my larger point, which is that of course Corbyn's on his side because that's actually what Corbyn wants. He yes. wants 
despotic socialism. Corbyn would love to be the despot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's, he's looking and thinking, oh, if only I could. Well, no one gets so... No one is... What, what's the two things that make him angry? Being asked to say that he's changed his mind after he's been proven wrong. Yes. And being asked to uh, talk about something he doesn't... Or to defend his opinion. Yeah, exactly. He's despotic. In but his have you seen his whole attitude? There is this kind of "How dare you yes, exactly. ask this? You're yeah. you're cheeky and nasty, even for for asking you that question. Absolutely. That is not uh, is not forwarding. I could, but I condemn wrongness on all sides. Yes, I. I'm do. not wrong. I just condemn wrongness on all sides. Everyone's yeah. wrong, and it's always. It's like condemned violence on both sides. It's like a, it was like a joke when he said it about Venezuela. Yes. It's like, are you sick? Do you understand that the yeah. people are rising up against their oppressive government? And, and are being they, killed. And then they are being killed by an army controlled by that government. And, and, and that man is now that, taking dictatorship powers and has yes, closed down any vestige of... Yeah, yeah and, then, and you're That's saying, fine. oh, there's violence on both sides. Yeah. I condemn the violence on both sides. Yeah, quite. Of course, Seamus Milne was a huge fan of... What's his name? Have you forgotten the Venezuelan leader's <laughs> name as well? I can't. Then you're right, who cares? Yeah, but, but, but Seamus Milne's a massive... Of, 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 of course well. he is. Again, uh, Seamus Milne becomes tumescent by being strong, um, brutal <laughs> men. These awful people that are horrible people, and that's our that's our opposition. So of course, Theresa May's in power. Who's who's in charge of the Liberal Democrats at the moment? It's it's uh, Vince Cable. Is it really? Yes. Is it really Vince Cable? Because yes. because the Christian left because he couldn't cope with the gays, and now Uncle Vince is back. Is he really? I was so yes, Uncle Vince is back. I can't, I can't believe that um, that Fallon thing. We haven't talked about that. Have we? No, how mealy mouthed and dishonest it was. That, oh, I've just, I've just found that it conflicts with. It's like, no, you're a massive homophobe. You think gay marriage is wrong, and you're too cowardly to say. So much so that you hide behind a religion that pretty much has mostly caught up with the fact that they, even their own Bible doesn't condemn it. <laughs> so yeah, how about you own that, you bigot? And I'm the, so but, bigot. But, but he did own it because I'm a bigot. But he did own it. He left the party. I mean, yeah, he lies. It's just the mealy mouth lies he said as he left. Like, you know, it's not fair when everyone keeps pointing out that my being a massive bigot is a problem. I don't think she'd be nasty to one of the few prominent Christians <sighs> in UK politics. Which, just wish. I read all these amazing Christian writers and... Yeah, I doubt they want to become politicians, no, they do don't. they? Exactly. And it's like, we all know the sort of people who want to become politicians. I think then, it's, become, it's become patently obvious, the sort of people. And that to a religion that's been used to control and to control through fear for generations. I've got, I've got my pamphlet here for oh, yes. you. Oh, we should read this, shouldn't we? Yes. Without Jesus, heaven would be empty and hell would be full. Right, okay. That's hell it. wouldn't be full because, as we know, in according to the Bible, hell yeah. destroys. MFM. He wouldn't stay there. So it's the Mountain of Fire and Miracles Ministry. That's such a brilliant name. MFM. The Mountain of Fire. Yes. It's, it's quite a step up from just a bush, isn't it, being on fire? Well, it's, it's interesting. Um, Worshippers of Groves in a house. Ah, General Overseer, Dr. D.K. Olukuyoa. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, an African church. So I think these people might join Tim in not exactly <laughs> loving um, <laughs> loving the Batty Boys, so to speak. Uh, Do you know there's a, there's a big, thick seam in British Christianity mm-hmm. that looks to Afri- the African wing of the Church of England as this <laughs> a great black, Vibrant. I suppose you'd yeah, say, yeah, yeah. of um, 
you know, their, their church is growing, it's incredible rage, blah, blah. So, yes, and they're also murdering children for being witches. Yes. Do you think at a certain point this might not be the Church of England you want to be revering? Yes, may, maybe, maybe you might. Uh, yeah, okay, very vibrant. The bums are on the pews, but some of those bums are bending over and stabbing a child for mooty. So, yeah. Oh, it's really, it's really concerning. Yeah, anyway, lazy questions. Yes. Isn't there any more? Aren't there some gems on that pamphlet? Can I have a look? No. It's got, I think it's got to have some gold. It doesn't. No, it's fine. It's, 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 just, it's just quoting the, uh, theology. No, it's boring. It's, uh, Heaven can wait. Jim Anderson <laughs> was dying from a massive heart attack. The only signs of trouble came a, a year earlier, but his doctor called his symptoms stress-related. Jim was working 12 <laughs> hours days as a supervisor at a wastewater treatment plant. Evil. But See, this, this isn't theology. This is great. Okay, really. but this time Jim knew it was much more than stress. I was resting in my bathroom, and all of a sudden, I had a crushing pain in my chest. The pain radiated down my arm and up the side of my neck. I couldn't catch my breath. I felt like I was fading away, and I called to my daughter and said, "You're going to have to get me to the hospital. I'm not going to make it." See, he can't speak well when he needs to. Uh, a balloon catheter was inserted into his artery. He was stabilised and placed on a heart transplant list. But two days later, Jim flatlined. He was completely dead. I could. Uh, do, you, do you want to hear his his his, his um, near death experience? Oh, no, I don't. Because they're all the same. He then saw an angel, and God told him that he needs to go back. And if he goes back, he can tell him. I uh, saw a white light. It was beautiful. Spiral. The prayers revolving. Embrace. <laughs> Safe, secure, wonderful. Uh, I saw symbology I'd been previously exposed to in my out. life then, rather than then, anything new or then, interesting. Then, then Jim thought to himself, where's Debbie? And then Debbie came back. So the Lord wants you. And then suddenly, and there's Debbie. And then to come back. And then, then the doctors heard a heartbeat. Please let me go back. I came back to a world of pain. They shocked me many times. And I just, blah, blah, breath tasted sweet. And I thanked the Lord. CF the jellyfish. Man. Jim was alive, but his heart still wasn't functioning properly. And blah, blah, blah. Come on, when's he being saved? Jim knew that every day with his family was a blessing from Jesus Christ. I witnessed the person. Let me in. Please let my story inspire you. There you go. It's just a, just an, a jellyfish man for the new generation. Look up the jellyfish man. Okay. It's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 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 it's problematic <laughs> when your Christianity is based on near death experiences. Didn't Jesus have the ultimate near-death experience? Because <laughs> he did actually do a dead. That's the difference. He, he flatlined. He flatlined for three whole days. Okay, well that's that's quite near then. All right. <laughs> oh, it's nine o'clock. It is. Isn't that fun? Uh, do, do you find that you want to go back in time? To when? To earlier in my own life or you, to back in time? In well, choose. Do I want to get? I do. I want to be in my twenties again, but to have everything I have now more than any. I would. I would sacrifice yeah. um, Laura. Well, no, because that's part of what I have now. Um, yeah, but strangest, be careful, though. A stranger's wife. I would sacrifice a stranger. No, I don't. But what would happen? What if you if you went back and then what you knew now meant that you then wouldn't meet Laura? No, no. I mean, I don't really want to go back. Oh God, I don't want to go back to my own twenties. They're a terrible. No, but what if you could go I back to your own twenties and control yourself, like be in the driving seat with? I think it. I want to buy two decades. I think that's what I want. Mm. And I'll just. Buy an extra couple. You realise the problem is, if you go back in time, you're killing Toby. Even no. if you do, if you, you yeah. enact perfectly, that, that exact sperm is not going to be the one that comes out. So, yeah. No, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do that. People forget that. Oh yeah, you're killing your children when you go back in time. The end. That's it. Your children are dead. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> Unless you go back in time and then come back to you know go back to meddle with history in some other regard and then come back to the future and after Toby's born. 
Yeah, but then you're all having really relived the intercourse. No, but even then you will have. It'll happen a second later or whatever, or you'll have joggled a bit and that little sperm would have bumped on a bus that you wouldn't have otherwise gone on, or a bit of heat, you know? One of the nicest, there's nothing, I love The Flash and The Arrow and um, DC Legends of Tomorrow and all the silly spin-off shows. Um, Even Supergirl, which is awful, I don't love it. Never heard of it. Supergirl's the, you've never heard of Supergirl. Supergirl's the worst, don't watch that. But I I watch it because it's part of the interlock. All the shows overlap, but one of the nicest things they do in in uh, in the la- last series of of the Flash mm-hmm. is he goes back in time and tries to save his his mother from dying, mm-hmm. and as a consequence creates this flashpoint, this different future, and mm-hmm. subtle things have changed in the future, and then that's it, that's the future now because right. he's done this, and these subtle things have changed forever. And one of the tiny subtle things they've done he caused is that in Arrow. Mm-hmm. one of the main characters now has a son instead of a daughter or vice versa so yeah. exactly, basically exactly that he makes this tiny tweak in the past that really changes nothing for everyone else except that people suddenly find out that he has to go and he eventually tells them you used to have a there's a mm. daughter that you now will never meet but it doesn't matter because it, does, it doesn't matter as long as you didn't know that you had Toby it, it wouldn't matter which exactly. child you so had so as long as the flash doesn't come I mean, and tell for example you. maybe you have gone back in time and you don't realise yeah. it and you had a little girl, girl called Tabina and bloody Barry Allen comes along and tells me that would ruin everything yeah yeah. oh that's interesting where's Tabina <laughs> yes exactly so, well I've got Toby oh really wouldn't that, wouldn't that be strange for you <laughs> if I found out that I'd been time travelling and didn't know and, uh, and, and your wife, Lorraine. Here's the thing. Here's an interesting thing. I will confess. Go on, then. At this confessional booth. Forgive, say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, Nicholas, for I have sinned. Tell me your deepest perversions. Well, you ask, would you go back in time? And so the obvious port of call would be crucifixion. Oh, no. Part of me is, or a huge part of me, is really scared to do it in case it didn't happen. Well, yes, obviously. And then that would shatter so much of what I understand. Um, yeah. But then that just shows my, that's, that's my own doubt encapsulated. But it's, it, yeah, that's a terrible cowardliness, isn't it? You should I've read the Behold the Man as anyone else should. I haven't. I, haven't, well, you should, uh, you I know, be, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Yes, Kieran's favourite book. Yeah. I mean, you should, why don't you do that then? Just go back, bite, okay. bite the bullet and see what happens. Thing. See what happens. Okay. But then again, you might say, actually, I went back to a slightly wrong time and it probably happened in a slightly different place. I have to have sex with Slutty Mary. That's yeah, you do that. that'll be fine. Um, oh, Talk about Slutty Mary. How is, <laughs> how's Lucy the cat? Uh, she's, you know, I, I try so hard. You've come to an accommodation. Well, she's, yeah, we, we, our accommodation is we now shut her in the kitchen. No, not in, she's, she's got the kitchen and plus the rest of the world mm-hmm. with a cat flap. But yes, we can't even allow her in the house at night time because she will just walk into Toby's room at five in the morning and wake him up for shits and giggles. Like, you can't wah! say that word you on his You can actually in that phrase. It's okay. that All phrase. right. No, just no, no. go, wah, wah. And then when he's awake, it's like, right, fine. Bye now, bye. I heard on Radio 4 that they were promoting the new series of Just a Minute. I listened to the first episode. I very much enjoyed Just a Minute. With Nicholas Parsons. Nicholas Parsons in his 90s now. How old is he, really? This podcast has been going on so long that we would go, he's in his 80s now. It's, he's in his 90s. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. He's like 92. I imagine he really is out of it now. He's, just... he's no no more so than he has to. You know, I remember I went back and listened oh, to every episode. He was a really old one. He was, he was actually no quite senile exactly. in the 1970s. He was born senile. <laughs> he's... He, He's certainly better at it than he used to be. He used to get in these giant fights with Kenneth Williams that were completely asinine. But 
he um no no he's no different now and the others all the regulars know how to sort of be kind to him mm. um i think what he does most of all is pretend that he remembers the repetition and then <laughs> yeah. and he's like yes 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 and then always goes no <laughs> but i do you know they've they found such a good they've got such good players at the moment and i think that's key when Ooh. they go through those phases of not really knowing what to do and bringing in all these awful Edinburgh fringe comics oh, and stuff. Yes. It's always the worst. But no, they've got Giles Brandreth as a regular. He's, he's excellent. Yes. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Paul Merton, obviously, and his, mm. his, his, his main thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sue Perkins, she's very good at it. People who are just called Roth Noble. Ross Noble is so good. Is he? And, I wouldn't yeah, expect Ross him to be. Because exactly. he's quite, you know, he's quite common. common. Graham Norton. And these are people who are regularly on now and just regularly can talk for a minute without failing. And that, that's what you really want. Okay, well, I'll allow it. Yeah, so I'm... I'm, I was was worried because I thought, who are they going to have as the lady? Because they need a lady and often these (laughs) ladies are not very good. But Super Perkins, when they bring the token, when it's obviously the token lady and then Parsons starts patronising her. Oh, "Oh, my love, you did very well, though. (laughs) For a lady. Do you know who's good? Who Who I can't stand, who's actually quite good. That awful poet woman. What's her name? Oh, Oh, yeah, that one. When I'll have diamonds and pearls and oh yes, yes, yes. Her, she's quite good. Just she, a minute. No, she is. No, she's fine. She's she, bonkers. She's, she's quite. No, good. what's wrong with her? I think she's all right. Her poetry. That's what's wrong. With I, her. I think Victoria quite likes it. I, I believe <sighs> we know the the older lady, northernish sort of sorts. Yes. <laughs> And yes, Justin Minty is a program that has not managed to get a good gender balance on its panel so far. But I mean, they've, they've, I've heard from people, apparently they've really, really tried and a lot of women don't want to be on it or just, uh, just aren't interested. I don't know, it's a very difficult program and most people go on, they do two of course, but Maybe they're, recorded, a, a, they're recorded two at a time so everyone is, is the poor people who go on fine, they can't do it and then have to record another one straight after it. I think you'll agree that I'm sorry I haven't a clue, doesn't Oh, I can't even, me. I can't even turn it on anymore. No. It used to, I remember listening to it with my dad. Yes. Um in the probably in the nineties. Yes. And really finding it funny. Yeah. Um but then no, now I mean Jack D's probably fine at it, but it's just I just they're all horror Graham Garden's great, but the rest are just horrible. <laughs> Barry Chrysler. <Crysler. laughs> Barry Cryer. I mean it's amazing that he's been around for, for so long, really. And he's a, fen- a phenomenal career has had Barry Cryer. He if you in fact I've got waiting on iPlayer my iPlayer playlist, mm-hmm. a programme one of his one of his talk chatting about his career episodes, which I think would be fascinating because, because the guy wrote for everyone who you've heard of. Oh, story. talking about podcasts and things. Yes. Uh, what is your fall asleep podcast that's sufficiently boring these days that you don't really care that you're missing some but is sufficiently engaging that you don't feel soul destroyed having it in your ear at the moment uh, it's been I've been doing a lot of BBC4 extra shows like what so uh, their serial dramas are very good for that oh yes um, in fact if you'll allow me to look at my telephone I can I'll I can, allow you to I can really I've still been you. I've been listening to um Mission Log, which is the, a another Star Trek. I, I, I mentioned one Star Trek podcast. <laughs> and they just go through every single episode and talk about it for longer than the episode two men <laughs> in great detail and trivia. And it's just wonderful to, uh, to hold. I also heard an episode of um, an old episode. It was, it was on my podcast of Archer's Omnibus. Oh, no. Uh, but what was weird is... They played, and one of the ladies was talking about it and said, oh, that sounds like a terrible old radio, hammy old radio soap, or something like that. So it's something I've met on. And then I turned it off because I was worried. <laughs> that 
was there. So I thought, well, well at, least I'll, at least I'll go to sleep quickly because it's so awful. But I made a good joke about Homefront on Twitter the other day. I what said, I'm looking forward to the end of Homefront more than people in 1917 looking forward to the end of the actual war. Oh, is it still on? It's, so it's still it's going to be on until the end of two, until the war bloody ends. I so it's not, next November. Right, tell the American listener what Homefront is. It's... Well, it's hard to explain without a context of what The Archers is, because it's like if The Archers were set in the ni- 1914 to 1918. It's a soap opera set in the it's First a... World War on the radio uh, course, in real time. In real time. And of course, it's done so badly. So you, it's, you, you hear the introduction and say, now on the home front, where a hundred years ago today, the battle of the poopy faces took place and the this happened and Rita's having a bit of trouble getting her bread to rise yeah, in yes. Folkestone. Yeah. What? And it's just about these nothing, no one... No, oh, they say, let's look at the little people. But in, but in between vague references and allusions to what a war that's taking place overseas. Oh, one of the reasons, things I would dread to listen to on the Archers is they in, they inject kind of uh, contemporary... Yes. I wonder how Brexit's going to affect the price of grain. <laughs> and then move on with the story. I just don't think we should talk about Brexit because we've got differing opinions of all variations. Yes. Well, I listened to last night, I was listening to Desolation Island. What's that? Uh, it's a classic serial by Patrick O'Brien. Um, and, I, and that didn't work because my sciatica kept me awake. So I listened to an hour and 45 minutes of it. So that didn't go so well. What is Desolation Island? It's an old, it's an old no, book. What is Desolation Island? It's an old book. It's about... It's about um, a man who is shipwrecked? People take... No, disappointingly, that's what I was hoping it would be. It's about um, a travel... A it's, about Britain. it's about Britain post-Brexit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Desolation <laughs> Island. It's what I called it. It's about a slave ship. Not a slave ship. The other one. Um, a convict ship. Going to a, cruise, a cruise ship. A convict ship going from Britain to Australia. And it's got a woman, a woman on board who's a convicted spy, an American spy. Let the cat out, so she stops making that ridiculous noise. <laughs> okay, we carry on, the woman. Um, she's a convicted spy, and then the doctor falls in love with her, and, and I'm half asleep listening to this, so it's all for me. How old fine. is it? Oh, I don't know. You can tell by the sound of it. I'm letting the cat it out. sounds 80s to me. Let me see if it says here. Oh, grief! There you go. Oh, 2013. Oh my goodness. Well, the book. The book is going to okay. talk about the broadcast. Who Goes There? That's it. I recommend this. Everyone should jump onto this. Okay, Who, who Goes, goes there? there? is a panel game oh, I've excellent. never heard of before. Never heard of it myself either. Running on a Radio 4 for... 80 million years. 80 million years. So the 2002, this one's from. Um, mm-hmm. So the, it was uh, hosted by a man called Martin Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and Francis Ween and Fred Housego were the two team captains. And whatever happened to Fred Housego? I know, exactly. Taxi driver who did Mastermind and, and then was on all the LBCs and then disappeared. Yeah. And Francis Ween, obviously, is deaf head of Private Eye. And, and is he still bio, around? Yeah, he was the one who died. Private the one who did the news Peter quiz. Cook. No, the news quiz. Alan Corrin? No, I don't know. The one who used to run the news quiz. Um, uh, Barry Took? No, the one who... The other bald man. Anyway. I'm not wrong about that. Yeah, anyway, we're all dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah, everybody yeah, dead. Except Nicholas Parsons. Except he is immortal. Yeah. Um, but this is a so it's a it's a it's a panel game about famous people. That's the idea. So it's, who but, goes you know, there? All right. And but the questions are outrageously difficult, and the contestants get every single one right. Okay. And it's so rewarding to listen to for that for that reason. Is that brain of brain of Britain then? Yes, exactly. Francis Ween and Fred Hasco are both ridiculously knowledgeable. Who is an episode with Giles Brandreth on? Oh, and they have people on who are just really, really smart. Are there so, enough episodes? Oh, there's six currently sitting in the bank. Good. Um, I put a safety catch on because I wanted to get the John Finnamore episode, but uh, that's five more episodes. What is safe, episodes. What safety catch? Safety catch was a horrible sitcom about a guy who worked in um, the arms trade but wished he didn't. 
right. and was trying to like redeem himself. But it was really lazy and rubbish. We but John Finnemore wrote one episode that was really good. We need to get John Finnemore back on. Um, we do, but he's very busy. Do you know? We, do you know who we nearly got on and then didn't quite? Who? What? Robert Webb nearly came on. I swear to you, we got so close to getting Robert Webb on, but he's just way too busy with his book launch now. That so was, can you imagine if we would have just come on, not have made, made no announcement about it, and said, yeah. no, we've got this guy called Robert in the studio, <laughs> yeah, and just not even discussed his surname. Here's another one for you, Whispers, from the Giles Brandreth Bent. This was an old panel game that Giles Brandreth did. On, B, on Radio 4? Yes. Oh, extra, okay. It's on Radio 4, which is currently on, where it was just a panel game where, where you had to say things are true, lies, or whispers. Whispers being things that are generally thought to be true, but there's no proof. Okay. It's basically a, a, a panel game about scurrilous gossip. Oh. Uh, which is just fun. That does sound good. Yeah, of course. point, of course. That's Counterpoint, uh, uh, the Infinite Monkey Cage you can skip because that's awful because they bring a, a shoehorn in a, a horrible well, comedian. You can, see, you can see how many I've actually listened to about the pink... Oh, no, that's because of... Yeah, that's the awful mm-hmm. play. So I don't listen to it no. very often because it makes me too cross with the awful comedian. Mm-hmm. The right stuff. They've cancelled the right stuff now. What is that? That was... Oh, W-R-I-T, not W-R-I-G. Yes, did you never listen to the right stuff? No, I think you told me to, but I didn't. Why have they cancelled it? Too intellectual? Yeah, well, it, did, it ran for many years, but I don't see a reason to stop. It was presented by the guy who also... James Walton, who also mm. did the wonderful um, uh, All the Way from Memphis. Oh, we loved All the Way yes. from Memphis. It was Jenny one of the most calming things ever. Exactly. I think if the world were ending, that's what you <laughs> that's, that's right. But the right stuff is sort of the book version of that. So oh, they how had, lovely. They had the captains were Sebastian Fox and John Walsh and... They would have two guests, um, like John O'Farrell and Alex Clark on this episode, and um, they would have an author of the week. And then mm. the first, re- they would all they begin by reading out some favorite quotes from the author. Then they'd have a, ra- a quiz round on that author. Then they'd just get into those typical uh, John, James Walton obscure questions that were the same on all the way from Memphis. And then it finishes with um, at the end, each of the four contestants reads out a pastiche of that author written. So say they did an Eni Blyton episode. Uh, so yes. It was Eni Blyton if she were to write, yeah, murder mystery or something. I don't know what. H.G. Wells, if he were to be have written, be, uh, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing, and they're very funny and they're well written. Um, that's very there's and the, the problem with it, there's, I know so there's people should look for the right W R I T E stuff exactly, on right. Radio Four Extra, and if you're in America, just use a uh, proxy server. John Finnemore souvenir program, although I've listened to that season so many times, there, I are, can't lot, re- there are lots can't of really programs on Four Extra to exactly. Listen to them. John Bunyan, uh, Wally K. Daly is a really obscure sci fi. There's just, I think they're both online. Yes, listener, get hold of um, Stanislav uh, Lem. Oh, yes, Solaris, the original the Solaris. Original Solaris. So, but it's, the, it's a radio play based on the book and it's fantastic. And it's slightly different. I've not, I've never seen the Italian film. I know I should have, mm. I haven't, but I love the, the Clooney. Version. Right, I think it's really good. Everyone goes, hey, if you've seen television, can you watch television? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's great. Um, and this is deviates from the movie, so there's enough difference, but it's very similar in lots of ways. And it's, the music is, is fantastic. Talking of movies, is there a movie coming up that you're looking forward to? I want to go and see Valerian and the Doodah of the Dithlap, but I think I may have missed it. I think what is Valerian and the Doodah of the Dithlap? It's the new one by Luc Besson, who did Fifth Element. Oh, oh yes, Fifth Element was a very exactly. fruity film. Here's, the, here's a, team, a radio program you've never heard of. What's no one's called? ever heard of. It's called I Think I've Got a Problem. And it stars Bob Monkhouse and Suggs. Actually, I have heard and it's, it. And it's the whole half-hour comedy is in poetry. I have it's heard it. It's 
astounding. I have heard it. Uh, I, I, I heard it when it was... When, I, when was it from? 2001. Yeah. No, I heard it when it was being yeah. broadcast, and I thought it was one of those things where I kind of thought it was a kind of fever dream. It, it is like listening to a fever dream. It's Bob Monkhouse and Suggs. From Madness. Talking, yeah. yeah, talking in, in rhyme. No, but another fever dream one was At Home with the Snails. Did you ever hear that one? No. That was like a fever dream as well. Well, I won't spoil it. Listen, you can look up at home with the snails where this very, very, it suddenly goes very, very weird and surreal. Um, Another one which isn't quite like a fever dream, but it's more like a sort of a very, very strange, slightly warped uh, sogginess is um, Thingy and Thingy's Wet Weekends. Oh, yes, of course. It's those little boxes on the hill. (laughs) Uh, some very strange downcast comedy programs on Radio 4. There used to be. I don't think there are so many these days. They don't make them like that. They tend to be more well, down, down the line. They do still make the, philosophic, the Philosopher's uh, Arms, which was on in February. What is it? And it's well, they're all banked up on the iPlayer for some reason. And it's a program in which they have a pretend pub. A film. And a bunch of people talking philosophy for half an hour in this fake pub with an oh, audience. Really? And they have an episode on swearing. Uh-huh. Which has got all the rude words, like the f's words and the k words. Over and over radio, radio you can't four. listen. You can't listen. Let Toby listen to that. No, be, imagine if he heard a swear for the first time, eh, Laura? Uh, I imagine he. What's going to happen when he actually hears a swear word? What's he going to do? Well, <laughs> this week when he's been such a twice, he's has a, it been a banoba this week? He said he's been challenging this week. He said like, no, two phrases that came from him this week. One was, "Mummy, what's a douchebag?" And the other one was. But these are one of us. One of these was from me. One of these was from Laura. Mummy, what's an asshole? No, that's very rude. Well, <laughs> the problem is I'm trying to talk to him, and I said, Toby, you've you've got to understand is that you're being an asshole. I can't believe you're saying that to him. <laughs> no, he's awesome. You should go to social services. You should, have I him, should, you should be taken away from you and put in the house of a na- a nice foster parent. I agree. I remember Armando Yanucci. He's on your phone. Well, this is the thing. This was from 1993 when you oh did this half-hour show on Radio 1 on Saturday evenings. I listened to it at the time and it was amazing. David Schneider, Rebecca Frank, Peter Bainham. Good heavens. And it was fantastic. They would interrupt all the songs they played on Radio 1 and they replay it on, on Radio 4 Extra. And it's very peculiar because they constantly refer to 1FM as it had been rebranded yeah. in the early 90s. Um, and it's really strange to hear Armando Iannucci playing pop music. But then they do have ITV chart show facts during the songs where they come on and just talk rubbish over the songs. And, and he plays... One of my favourite things about that programme yeah, was that he would play this baby sneezing noise during the songs. And it was really peculiar. It's, just, it's amazing. <laughs> in the middle of a song. He's now uh, an HBO millionaire. <gasps> it's incredible, isn't it? Shall we say goodbye to the listener? I think we should. Goodbye. Sorry about this, listener. It's been amazing. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope we've... Provided some ear balm for you at the very least, even if it's been dripping. You fell asleep 20 minutes ago. And if you didn't, I'm going to go boom! And you'll all be awake <laughs> now and have to go make a wee. Bye bye. Love you, bye. <laughs>